pause for thought and join in the barking with Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog. It's now the 16th of April and you're listening to The Mindful Dog podcast with Darren Rowe. Now, we're about... Well, we're over two weeks now into our lockdown in New Zealand. And if I remember rightly, a couple of weeks back, I predicted that there would be more dog aggression cases coming out. And, and that's exactly what we've seen. There's been a couple of articles out um, in the radio and in the paper about dog attacks on the rise. Um, certainly some of the councils are now seeing a lot more dog attacks outside um, because there's a lot more dogs walking around, I guess. And, and that's going to become a real issue the longer that we stay into lockdown. And, and it really stems from the fact that dogs haven't been socialised properly with other dogs, I guess. And um, they need to do that really when they're puppies, but we don't always get the opportunity to do that, especially if we don't take them to puppy preschools or things like that. So certainly um, if you're getting a puppy now, please, please, please uh, try and get them to a puppy preschool as soon as you can, as soon as we get out of lockdown. But one of the ways that people socialize their dogs when they're a little bit older or try to socialize their dogs when they're a little bit older to take them to doggy daycares and i'm very lucky today to have a, a great friend of mine and an amazing businesswoman um on the on my podcast today uh, a woman called um louise o'sullivan now she was instrumental in starting the doggy daycare business in new zealand and she was one of the um one of the founders of the the doggy daycare revolution um up in auckland so hi Louise, it's fantastic to see you on uh, my podcast. We've we've known each other for quite a while now, but it's really great to get you actually on the radio and uh, and speak to you. So um, you used to run a doggy daycare, is that right? That's right, Darren. And uh, thanks very much for um, inviting me to come along and have a chat. Um, yes, I'm the founder um, of Dog HQ, um, which has been a, a a big brand in the Auckland marketplace as far as dog daycare goes. Um, I'm no longer the owner, um, but I did start the business uh, some nine years ago. Um, and yeah, it was um, a, a big leap for me. Back back then, nine years ago, nobody knew what dog daycare was about. Um, I think you were one of the very first in, in Auckland, weren't you? If, uh, I think you're selling yourself yes. a bit short there, Louise. <laughs> yes, no, that, that that's right. I, I think I was second um, serious uh, centre to start up in Auckland. And, Back then, people weren't really looking for it as a solution um, because um, it, it didn't really exist much. And it took a lot of education around, um, you know, getting people to open their minds up to how um, an environment like a daycare centre uh, can, you know, really help enrich um, and, um, you know, teach young dogs how to behave with each other yeah. essentially yeah because we take it for granted now don't we there's always a doggy daycare that you can just take your dog to during the day when you're at work but, but that's back right there's nothing yeah, yeah and it was back then it was actually um a reasonably large industry in in america right. so yeah. so at least it wasn't um a completely new thing as far as ideas and um you know sort of best practice and and you know um, resources around what to do and how to go about it you know there right. was there was some experience globally if you like just not in New Zealand in yeah New Zealand. I suppose New Zealand takes a little bit of time to catch up sometimes doesn't it with the rest of the world maybe <laughs> well that's right and, and and then take over often I think you know yeah, some of the true. stuff that that we're doing here in New Zealand now is a lot um, a lot better than some of the stuff I was um, looking at or seeing, um, back, yeah. you know, back then nine years ago. So yeah. I think we've superseded it. Fantastic. So, so what was the main driver for you to 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 embark on something like this? Then, well, I guess most business owners um, would have a, a similar 
well, obviously not the same um, context, but, uh, you know, usually, you know, and the idea for starting a new business, especially in a, um, a greenfield kind of industry that sort of people are, would laugh at you when you said what you were going to do. It, it came from my, um, my own experience as a dog owner and having um, um, a lot of um, anxiety and um, frustration and stress around um, a young dog that I had got. I was a busy corporate um, marketer and, you know, busy uh, full stressful days at work and I had decided to get a puppy. Um, not necessarily the smart, smartest idea, but it was just one of those things that came up and, um, and actually, um, you know, in hindsight, it was, you know, a pretty amazing thing that happened because through um, her introduction into my life, it completely changed mine. Um, and for the better uh, but you know there was for a while there it was pretty stressful and I was tearing my hair out <laughs> along with uh, probably most puppy owners at the moment I would imagine uh, yeah well at least they're home right now I guess but um, you know, when, when you're working um, full-time and you don't have a lot of time and you've got um, uh, you know especially a, a very young um, dog if it's especially if it's a large athletic dog like I had I had a Rhodesian Ridgeback yeah, big um, and she had um, some you know social issues right right from the word go so I, I did you know I, I was trying to problem solve I guess I was trying to figure out how to help um, help my young dog and and help myself at the same time and and that's sort of what spurned the idea and um, yeah we never looked back. Wow, fantastic! Because a lot of people have that um, that dream, don't they? But what what makes it what makes you different for, from someone who just has a dream? Because you actually went through with it and, and in that kind of market. What you know? What spurred you on? What what was it? What was your kick oh, every day? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question, Darren. Very philosophical question. <laughs> um, oh, look, I I guess you know I, I'm an ideas person, and my friends do you know often say, well, you know next Louise you're the one full of ideas but I guess you know and, and I think you know human nature is that we are looking for solutions all the time about thing around things in our lives and and I guess for years I've I was someone who you know ideas would pop into my head and I'd think oh that would be a good thing to do I think I'd always had had a desire to sort of work for myself and be my own boss and and you know sort of lead if you like um has always been my natural um you know stance and and really it was literally like a light bulb moment for this one so lots of past ideas i've had uh, you know completely different subject matters and different things never really just sort of stuck with me you know um whereas this one it was a very strong and compelling desire for me to do something about this thought so, um, I suppose it's solving that problem, isn't it? Um, I don't think you probably realise, but you've been quite an inspiration to me over the years that we've known each other. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. I know. <laughs> that just yeah, that, well, that works both ways too, yeah, Darren. <laughs> that real positive go-getting sort of uh, attitude has really rubbed off on me. So thank you for that. Um, it's quite interesting how over the years, I, I, I originally um, came into New Zealand thinking that doggy daycares were a bad thing because I saw in the UK a lot of, a lot of behavioural issues to do with um, dogs going to doggy daycares that couldn't cope with it. I'm glad yeah. to see that that's changed a lot over the years. And I think instrumentally by having people like yourself in the industry that know a bit about dog behaviour and, and, and don't just want to make the, the quick buck. If you know yeah. I mean. Yeah. Well, look, and, um, 
and and certainly, you know, it is really important for people to understand that, um, you know, a dog daycare environment is is not a, a natural environment for dogs, um, and certainly it's not suitable for all dogs. And you know, sometimes people can struggle to to um, to sort of grasp that thought, you know, they decide that they want to use a daycare service, um, you know, because it's, it suits them. Um, but then, you know, they take their dog along and their dog's not into it for whatever reason. Um, and, uh, and then they struggle with that concept that, you know, the, the, the centre is saying, well, I'm sorry, you, mm. your dog can't, you know, doesn't, doesn't get on here this isn't an environment that it, it, it enjoys um, and you know we're, we're seeing behaviors that are um, you know detrimental whether that's to the dog itself the staff and all the you know the other dogs around it and usually all of the above um, so you know I think it is important for people to understand that um, you know that uh, you know whilst they might like the idea of being able to use a daycare service it isn't actually going to be the answer for every single dog Essentially, if, um, you know, and, and every centre will have completely different um, different approaches, um, but there'll be some behaviour that if you see it, you know, if something happens, then it would, you know, you wouldn't be giving the dog um, any, you know, a second or a third chance, if you know what I mean. It really depends on what the behaviour is. And, and, and often if it's a dog that's coming regularly, then, then you will see behaviours start so that's why you might sort of have a, a third strike kind of mm. rule, if you like, um, you know, because it, you'll 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 start to get a hint of something going on. You think, oh, this might, you know, there's something going on. You know, mm. this dog is starting to change behaviour or something, and then you, if you, the behaviour keeps repeating itself, then obviously you need to do something about it. You touched on something there that um, I've heard a few times. Do you think there's a, a particular number of times that a dog should come to daycare? Because I know like some people just like to drop the dog off just for one day a week. Do you see any advantages in, in that or longer periods? Uh, well, look, you know, from my, from my experience, um, it really does depend on the dog. So there's a number of factors that um, come into it. And, and from my experience, you know, most people who use a daycare service if their dog is enjoying it and it's a, a good solution for, for them, their dog, their, you know, logistics, their lifestyle, then they would bring their dog virtually every day, mm -hmm. you know, if they could afford it. Um, so, it, but um, it, it really does depend on the dog. So, and that's why... The, the, the individual dog, its personality um, and all those things need to be taken into consideration because you might have some, some dogs that, you know, just once a week is absolutely fine um, or, um, you know, once a month is mm. fine. Um, but you might have other dogs if, uh, that if you're not bringing them on a very regular basis um, and, and or a very sort of um, specific kind of routine, that they can become, um, you know, out of routine and mm. and are not very good at sort of being dropped off randomly. They become problematic as a sort of a random drop-in. Yeah, so, they're, quite, they're um, quite habitual, aren't they, dogs? So. Yeah, and look, and and it's you know, if you can imagine for the for the dog, it's about its comfort levels, and so if if it you know if it's coming, you know, if it goes 
once and then you you know it doesn't come back for another say four or five weeks then you know the dogs that are in that group when it came last could be completely different so it's sort of like reintroducing a new dog every time yeah that's quite unless hard they're, <laughs> unless they're they're coming regularly so there is a and and for an established you know well-run busy daycare center dog daycare center these days you have very regular groups and so they become um quite uh, predictable dynamics and it's when you're introducing new dogs uh, which is like a random dog turning up or a, or a truly new dog um that's you know when dynamics change and and when um you know there are potential issues so the regularity is quite important as in, in this in the in the harmony of yeah. running because that could be quite i can imagine um i mean we've got six dogs at the moment and i can imagine when i bring another dog into some training if i just threw them into the field with all of them there you know there, there could be all sorts of squabbles so i imagine oh yeah got 30 odd dogs with you there and you suddenly yeah. throw this uh, new one in that's a test dog and it's the first day there i can imagine that can be quite stressful for the for the people working in a doggy daycare <laughs> oh, absolutely and of course you 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 know what people probably don't understand is that you can absolutely not just chuck a dog at um, (laughs) a group and it doesn't matter how wonderfully sociable they all are dogs are dogs um and you know whether we like it or not that you know dogs it can be pretty brutal when they want to sort you know sort out um misunderstandings um so so it's a process that has to be dealt with very carefully and um you know, and diligently and, um, and in a way that, you know, is respectful of all the dynamics of not just the dogs, but also the staff and customers and, yeah. um, you know, all, all those yeah. things. So it's actually quite complex. People, it, it is. It's only yeah. even more complex. I'm glad I didn't go into it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if I've, I've, got, I've got, like I say, I've got lots of dogs and, and if I wanted to take my doggy um, to a doggy daycare now then, as I'm driving up, what should I be thinking in my head? What, what would I be wanting to look at, look for, to know that that doggy daycare is, is a good place? Because half the time it's just a building. You drop your dog off and you don't know, do you? Well, well that's right. And there's, look, there's, there's a significant amount of trust involved. Um, and certainly as an owner um, or previous owner, um, that's something you, you're, well, you should be very conscious of. So, you know, I always took, I always took, um, took it very seriously, the responsibility um, that you have when someone's handing over their dog and trusting that, you know, you it's were like, like going to <laughs> do, the, do the right thing. Um, and, and, but there's no getting around that, really. I think, you know, as long as you've, you've, you've done the sort of research you need to do as far as, um, you know, you're, if you, you've arrived at the point of choosing a place and taking your dog there, then you've obviously established some level of right. Yes, I have some confidence that this is going to mm. be the right place and to, and to give it a go. So you you, you then do have to trust, right? So, um, and, and there's no reason why you shouldn't if, if you've arrived at that, that point and you feel comfortable about doing that. So, um, and then, you know, really the, the key thing, I think, and I don't think um, that it's discussed enough um, when you see... I've seen the odd published article and stuff around, um, you know, dog daycares and sort of staff to dog ratios and stuff like that, which I think 
is completely missing the point. The, the one key thing I think anyone choosing a daycare centre needs to concern themselves with, to be honest, is supervision. So, um, so it, it's all about, like, the one key thing is that dogs and groups need to be supervised 100% of the time. Yeah. End of story. If, if that's not happening, walk away is my... Okay. Um, what, what do you say about because because a couple of doggy daycares that um, I've been to they've they've not let me in to see the place and and for me that's kind of like alarm bells straight away if I'm not allowed to see and then yeah no, that, but but also I mean you you, sh you will of, of course understand as well though that you you cannot have strange people walking around a facility full of dogs settled in groups. Um, yeah, that, that was what I was going to say, is that because it affects the dogs in such a way, and of course if they do... Absolutely, they and, and yeah. like in, in, in a really extreme way, you know, I mean, if you can imagine anyone listening to this podcast, you know, when someone knocks at your door, generally speaking, you, you know, if a stranger walks into your house, your dog's mm. going to go off. So, yeah. so then multiply that by however many <laughs> dogs might be in the room. Yeah. Um, and, and then, and then also, you're expecting that the, the staff members who are entrusted to to manage the dynamic in their groups are now having to deal with a whole lot of dogs going off, yeah. and that's completely unreasonable. So, 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 yeah, unfortunately, it um, there, you should not be able to expect to be able to wander through a facility when it's actually in operation. But then that's why most. Um, most facilities these days, and certainly we had right from the day dot nine years ago, CCTV cameras um, and, yeah. um, and a, you know, a, a TV at reception. You should be able to, you know, so that's what I would expect on, of, yeah. of any, any decent dog daycare centre these days should be showing um, live streaming to the front desk of what's going on behind the scenes. And, yeah. and for that reason, you know, it... it, it um, it helps with the trust factor so you can actually see what's going on and people love seeing their dogs in the group and and what they're doing and you know you can see them with their friends and you know can sort of see the way the room's set up and stuff like that um and of course so, nowadays social media is so important in, in advertising the the doggy daycare I, when we put our dogs in the doggy daycare there were some amazing photos every five minutes of the dogs playing <laughs> which was really yep, absolutely. <laughs> in fact, that's, I think that's all I did that day was just literally check my phone well I was meant to be working obviously but just check my phone to see how my dogs are doing in daycare that's right yeah <laughs> and and they make such great uh photographic material so you know and that was one of the you know staff's favorite jobs in the day was all the photo we just you know had amazing photos that they can you know that they got so so yeah that's one of the pleasures of it yeah so, so um, where to now then, Louise? I have <laughs> jumped you into it now. You, you, I think you're a bit of a loss to the doggy daycare uh, industry, definitely. Um, but, but what's your plans now? <laughs> oh, look, I, I, I'm not sure. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, at the same time, I decided to um, sell the business, that, you know, the dog that inspired the whole thing. She, you know, she passed away. So that was oh, very okay. sad. And it's sort of you know, the, the start and end of that particular era for me. Mm. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I've got a few things that I'm, um, I'm working on completely um, outside, um, you know, not, not, not remotely related that, that I'm um, sort of okay. um, don't have to give away anything today. <laughs> so yeah, who, who knows? I'm not, not 100%, I'm 
100% certain, you know, what I'll be doing in, in six months' time. Or well, I can tell you one thing. Um, I can tell you one thing, Louise, knowing who you are, that they're going to be incredibly successful and uh, you're going to uh, do really well in every of them. I can guarantee it. <laughs> oh, thank you, Darren. Thank you. <laughs> and I'd love to be a part of them, hopefully. Maybe if anything's well, to do with dogs, that would be great. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't see why not. <laughs> well, it's been wonderful having you on the, uh, on the podcast, uh, Louise, and uh, hopefully we will catch up another time. Um, but uh, is there any last words you want to just sort of say to anybody who's thinking of going to a doggy daycare or taking a dog there? Just fully. Oh, look, um, yes, sure. And, and, and that is, I, I can categorically say that I have seen in, in my own, with my own eyes over the past nine years, um, many, many situations where, um, dogs have um, gained a significant amount of um, uh, help from the, the social interaction that um, comes from, you know, a good, well-run dog daycare environment. So um, I would say um, definitely explore it, but just don't necessarily expect it to be the answer for you. But um, if it is, then, you know, your dog will love you for it. Yeah, and I and I'll agree with that. I actually I certainly um use as one particularly doggy uh, doggy daycare in in uh, my area that I use, and it, it's part of my behavioural package as a socialisation skill. Um, so yeah, you totally understand that. Really, really good advice there, Louise. It's been fantastic having you on on, on the radio. So thank you so much for giving up your time. I really appreciate it. You must be a very busy woman. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much these days. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dokie. Thank you so much, then. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. So I'd like to thank Louise O'Sullivan once again for taking the time out of her hectic schedule to speak to us on the Mindfulness for Dogs podcast. And I'd like to leave you with two thoughts that you need to think about when you're out and about with your dog at the moment during our lockdown process. Firstly, if you're walking around on the lead, have a look and see if you can see any gates that are open in people's houses before you walk past their house, because that's where the issues are likely to happen. You're going to get a dog charging out, defending its territory, and that's where fights and aggression is likely to happen. Okay. And secondly, remember, if you've got your dog off lead, it's not meant to interact with other dogs at this present moment. Remember, there is still a possibility, even if it's slightly slim, that the COVID virus can be transferred from dog to dog via their coats. Okay, so let's make sure we've got our dogs on the lead all the time. Have a great day and you can catch me live on Magic Talk FM on the Sunday Cafe with Roman Travers on the 19th of April at nine o'clock on Sunday. You've been listening to Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world. To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.